When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard show with What you going to direct to anybody? Oh. oh. Oh, I didn't know his mic was <laughs> Your mic's on. <laughs> what, what, what? Let's Say try this again. Oh, ready? Okay, we we'll start we'll over. Try it again. Here we go. We're going to start over. Tom Bernard show with Chad Zumach, Steve London, Melissa Kurt, Andy Rappenard, and Cassie Schrader. And we'll be right back, right after this. <laughs> Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. That works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Join me, Tom Bernard, and Doug Sprinthal as we talk cars, how to buy them, how to lease them, how to make the most of your money, and much more. What's it going to take to earn your business right now? Tune in every Thursday from 2 to 3 Central or download it on the Tom Bernard Podcast page. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to think about it.
music. Oh, there it is. There's the bumper music. Ladies and gentlemen, so you're in a Guns N' Roses kind of mood today? Is that yeah, right, I'm Cassie? rocking out for a Friday. I like that. Yeah, I'm rocking out for I'm a Friday. I'm rocking out. We have no school. sound really enthusiastic. Well, it's been kind of chaotic because we have nine kids in the house. Oh, and, God. Yeah. Or, no, I'm sorry, seven kids. I I, I've lost count. <laughs> we have no school yeah, today. <laughs> yeah, I I can't even really? think about Is it. Is it MEA or what? No, it's... MEA is in October. End of the uh-huh. term or whatever, and, of course, they have to have a data oh. analysis day. Oh, so it's... <laughs> oh, like a teacher workshop which thing. Which means that they have to sit there and plug in all the grades in all day long. That's what they're doing. Isn't that what MEA is? No. See, when we were in school, they did that after school. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Everything's electronic well, my, now. Mine just worked out fine because when I was in school, my mother couldn't show up. And, and so I'd say, you know, my mother's working. She works, you know, 16 hours, 18 hours a day. Do you want me to tell her anything? And they'd just say, yeah, just tell your mom you're an asshole. <laughs> that was everything. That was everything. And that, those were my school reports. And that's why it only lasted through half a 10th grade and I had had enough. I'm good. Right? Yeah. Never finished high school. Had one day of college, though. Went to college for one day. That was good. <laughs> that worked out really well. I Chad, how like are you? five years of college. And good, Tom. Got nothing How's, out of it. Five years of college? Yeah, because I kept transferring and losing my credits. Oh. Because we moved. I went to college and then we moved, and so I transferred. And then I moved again, and then I transferred again. And every time I transferred, I'd lose like half my credits. Really? Yeah. So after the yep. fifth year, I was like, uh, whatever. I went to college for seven years. Yeah, there you go. I was a that general is. studies major. General <laughs> studies. I don't even know what general that is. Huh. I may or may not be qualified to be assistant manager at Hot Topic. <laughs> you know what I love about that? Seven years just happens to be the number that Bluto and Animal House went to college. That's seven. right. Seven years shot in the ass. Seven years, and he got nothing done. He got zero done. So everything's good with you, Chad? Everything's great. I haven't seen you in two years, so I'm, I'm happy to be back I in know. Minnesota. I know. It's unbelievable. So everything is a, Where have you been, man? Oh, man. I was living in New York. I went back to Cleveland, my hometown, and now I live in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. L.A., baby. Yeah. Trying to be famous like, like Nick Swartzen. Oh, yeah, Nick absolutely. You're going to be famous like Nick Swartz. And, you know, I haven't talked to Nick now in about a year. I haven't, usually I'd talk to him on the phone once, but I haven't even talked to him in about a year. So I don't know what he's up to. Yeah, I think he's but filming think, a know, movie right now, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's is Hollywood. He, <laughs> he kind he, of is. Well, he kind of is. I, we've known, the family has known Nick for God forever, mm-hmm. at least 15 years, 20 years, whatever it is. I don't even know. But uh, I think the reason that, that I, I can tell you the reason I don't hear from Nick is when I talk to a member of his family and then he thinks I'm going to give him a report so he doesn't talk to me. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. He's hiding from you. Yeah, he is. He's hiding from me. There's no question about that. And that's just how life has gotten to be. And just So uh, how long have you been living in Los Angeles? Uh, a, a month and a half. <laughs> How's that going? How's so that going far, again? so good. I think I'm going to pull another month out and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what are you, are you trying to do a bunch of acting? I, I think I, I, you know, I've done some horrible commercial work. Like I was always like guy number two. So I, I, I might transfer, transfer that into guy number one, hopefully. 
Oh, that'd be good. There's a lot of money in that. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah, but I'm still doing the road and doing stand up. That's uh, that's always been the bread and butter. In fact, I knew about you from Nick Swartzen because I was a big radio nerd. Yeah. So I'd like, oh, I'd, yeah. I, I, like you were like one of the big names in radio. So I, I would kind of go online and listen like a nerd. Like I'd like listen to <laughs> Preston and Steve, Bob and Tom, Todd and Tyler. Sure. All those guys. Sure. Yep. Lash and Larue or whatever it is. Are, is one of them. No. What? No. No. Go ahead. No, no, I just, I think it's pretty interesting. So you were always interested in, did you ever try to do radio? I was in radio in Cleveland. I was on WMMS 100.7. That's what I thought. Yeah, I did drive time. Great radio station. Yeah, legendary radio station. They broke Rush and they're very iconic in Cleveland. So I did it for three years because I always wanted to be like a comedian slash radio guy. Yeah, I got to tell you my favorite thing about Cleveland when I first, uh, not when I first got into radio, but I would say, God, literally just. 35 years ago. I don't, I don't remember. When, when did New York come out with the the Big Apple? New York, the Big Apple. The yeah. slogan. Was that like the late 70s, early 80s? I don't know. Something like that, wasn't it? That's a good trivia question. The only reason I'm asking is that very specifically in Cleveland, so the Big Apple, there were all these Big Apple T-shirts and the Big Apple and the Big Apple list. Cleveland tried to put out a shirt. It only lasted about a week, and the shirt <laughs> honestly said... If New York is the Big Apple, then Cleveland is a plum. Oh God, I don't even remember really? that. Really? <laughs> well, you're not—you're probably not old enough to remember that. But I, Cleveland is a plum, and plums turn into prunes. I, 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 well, but they refer to Minneapolis as the Mini Apple now, which is just—well, not any, They don't do that anymore, do they, Andy? I don't think so. I, is it, is it oh, actually, anymore? I saw a billboard. I think yeah. they're bringing that do back. They really? Oh yeah. I think they stopped doing oh, it for like twenty don't. years, but they're they're doing it again. Mini Apple. Wasn't St. Paul. So we go the Mini Apple and Saint Apple for Saint Paul. What do you think? Get it? Apple, Paul, <laughs> close enough. <laughs> it's close enough, isn't it? Uh, these slogans for cities, it's like I did hear a great one this morning though. You know, it was his name, Rick Harrison. Is that the guy's name on uh on uh, Pawn Pawn Stars or whatever it's called? I think it's mm-hmm. called Pawn Stars. Yep. His name is Rick Harrison, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. He was asked a political question this morning by a reporter, and he responded, yeah, yeah, politics, politics. So it's poly meaning many and ticks meaning bloodsuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. It was a good, hey, it was good off the cuff. I don't know if it was off the cuff. He may have planned it out. He may have had that. He, he probably had that one at the ready, but he just, uh, do you, Chad, now, like you said, Stand-ups, the bread and butter, all the rest of it. Are are you having any trouble at all with people being offended by things you say? You know, there's. Uh, I, I think this is. I talk about this all the time. I think it's more online than it is at the comedy clubs. Oh. I, I think the yeah, comedy good. clubs are good. I think we're fine. I think we're blowing it out of proportion. I think maybe that New York and L.A. they may get a little sensitive crowds, but everywhere I'm performing, it's fine. Like I'm still. I mean, I'm not edgy, but. I know a lot of people because of the online presence. It's becoming a thing. Yeah, I, I, the only reason I ask you that is because I, I have noticed, and it's just—it's quite upsetting to tell you the truth. But some person could say, "I hope all men get their scrotums torn off and thrown in the ocean," and another person could say, uh, "Yeah, it's too bad that one woman fell on her ass." Oh, fell on her ass! So you're going after women? So it's okay to, to, to basically just cut the sack off of guys. but And I, th- that may be a bad example. I'm just talking about this whole deal with this 
this, uh, you know, making these comments about Jews and that. And then another guy in Minnesota, the only reason I'm bringing that up is because a guy in Minnesota, a hockey announcer, said, uh, your t- you know, this team was getting beat by three goals. So he said, well, I'll tell you what, White Bear better get the people together and get their lynching ropes going. Ooh. And they lit him up like a Christmas tree. Yeah. It had nothing to do with lynching black people, nothing at all. As a matter of fact, there was a paste picante sauce commercial. When they find out that the, the, the picante sauce is not paste, one of the guys says, Cookie, this picante sauce is from New York. Hey, fellas, get the rope. That's all it was. And people are just uh, pe- jumping the conclusions. Yes, of yeah, course. Yeah, that's exactly right. Let's take away their careers. They're done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's just end their lives. And that's, uh, that's where I was headed with the next one. Do you, uh, do you think it'll get worse? Do you think there's a chance that there will be no comedians anymore because people have no damn sense of humor anymore? Yeah, it's a weird time. I think it's going to shift. I think everything shifts. And right now we're in a, this weird period. But can I tell you a quick story about... I'd love to hear it. Okay, so... Uh, my name's Chad, and I'm a white guy. That's just what it is. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm sorry. If someone's offended by this, it's just what well, I was born. You know, I had two white parents, and they named me Chad. The reason why my name's Chad is because they wanted to name me Elvis, so they, they were talked out of it, so it's Chad because Elvis played a character in a movie called Blue Hawaii, characters named Chad. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my existence, yep. a crappy Elvis movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, long story boring, I'm at the Hollywood Improv. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm trying to get representation from an agency I won't name. And they come, and I do a great set. I go on after Jim Gaffigan. I do great. And afterwards, I see the agent guy. I go up to him. He's like, hey, man, great set. I go, yeah, I'd love to work with you guys. I got these ideas. I got a script. He goes, yeah, man. He goes, I don't know what we can do with a white guy named Chad. That was his response oh. to me. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh, God. I swear to God, Gatekeeper told me that. I go, this is going to be a long year. <laughs> a white guy named Chad. <laughs> I can't have a white guy named Chad. Oh. What's that all about? So I named it my what? album, A White Guy Named Chad, which you can get on iTunes. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Yeah. White Guy Named Chad on iTunes. I'm sure many other formats as well. Yes. Everywhere you get, stream it. <laughs> oh, I liked it. Good reference. Uh, but in any case, so, so you know, it's not like, to me, first of all, I need comedy. I need comedians because if I didn't have the laughs that I would get from, you know, watching stand-up specials or going to see live comedy, I might throttle someone. There's yeah. a possibility. So laughing is a good thing. Can, can we all still laugh or is that going to be outlawed? Yeah, I, I think, like I said, I think it's going to shift eventually. We just got to get through these times right now where everyone's just yeah angry and everyone's taking that on everybody right now. But we'll see what happens. I don't know. Right now, I'll just be a white guy named Chad telling jokes. <laughs> You're damn right, white guy named Chad. I'm just going to – no Chad Zumach anymore. It's going to be white guy named Chad. So anyway, white guy named Chad. Uh, um <laughs> No, I just that's the. I will tell you this, as you know, being being the of a different generation, um, this whole anger thing was going on in the late '60s and early '70s, and then within the next decade, stand-up comedy blew through the roof. People finally realized, hey, man, we got to laugh at something. We have to have a good time here. I don't know if there's ever been a hotter time for, for stand-up comedy than the, the early 1980s. I mean, you know about that, right? Yeah, I think, you know, Johnny Carson calling comics over to the couch and then yep, the yep. hour, you know, uh, Eddie Murphy coming out. You know, obviously Richard Pryor, Carlin, they always done that. Then, you know, in the early 80s, you had Andrew Dice Clay, and he was going through a lot of that with his words, and people were offended. Oh, yeah. And, 
getting banned from MTV and Saturday Night Live. Yeah, well, you know, Andrew Dice Clay was an interesting cat. I'll tell you. He's an interesting guy. There's no doubt about it. Actually, I was living in New York when Andrew Dice Clay broke. And I remember sitting there watching him on local TV, and I thought, holy God, this is something kind of new. You know, basically, he's up. And again, you know, to Melissa and, and Cassie, it's just what he said. Don't get mad at me. He's on local television, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's after it's late at night. I don't know if it's a Joe Franklin show or something like that. I don't. I don't think it was Joe Franklin, but it's a show like that. Joe Franklin is a very famous guy. He's no longer with us, but we did a talk show in New York City forever. But anyway, this guy comes on. And he's got his hair slicked back, and he's wearing a leather jacket. He comes out and he goes, "Okay, so let me just tell you about yesterday. I was sitting on my couch with my tongue up some chick's ass." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> he said that on television. And I, that's the first thing, joke I, I I assume that was supposed to be a joke, but yeah. I don't know for sure. <laughs> but yeah, that was my first exposure to Andrew Dice Clay. And I went, man, this guy. And what was the name, woman's name? Was uh, Dunn? Nora Dunn? What Nora Dunn. He did him on Saturday Night Live. Right? Nora Dunn! <laughs> I like chanting. <laughs> Chad the Chanter. Well, you know the Saturday Night Live, uh, he would always like, musical guest, radio head. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty right. good. Sorry. That is good. That's that is really good. good. Musical good. Radiohead. It was always yes, like some obscure good. band. The Cranberries. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does a pretty that good Don Pardo. <laughs> he does a really good Don Pardo. Absolutely. And your host, Ed Begley Jr. <laughs> so we got a white guy named Chad and a black guy named JB. We got them both in, in studio. Now. Yes. That's good. Mm-hmm. Ebony and Ivory. (laughs) Why does Ebony have to come first? (laughs) You know there'd be an argument today over that. You do know that, right? That's funny. Alphabetically, that's the reason why it comes first. I, oh, nice try. Well, no, I started. Tom, have you watched any of those CNN specials where they do like the '60s, the '70s, yeah. the '80s? In yeah, the yeah, two- I've, watched, I've watched almost all of them. Yeah. yeah, I started watching the 2000s, and they I were talking too. about TV and like how. And I think that's the reason why like Curb Your Enthusiasm was so popular, uh, yeah. Dave Chappelle yep. show because they took such serious topics and mm-hmm. made them funny like you can laugh at this now because like wh- i thought it was brilliant yep. they had that episode in curb where they had one of the contestants from survivor meet up with a survivor from the holocaust and then they were arguing on who was a true survivor i know and he's yeah, like very he's like you don't understand i was on an island for 45 days my tennis shoes wore out and i had to wear flip-flops and the guy from who survived the holocaust is giving him this look like i didn't eat for a whole week and all this yeah, stuff it was go. just hilarious we will be <laughs> right funny. back right after this tom bernard show it's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me too? No. (laughs) 
Thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we right love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. You I still are. never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't like <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. Tom here. Over the years, you've heard me go on and on about my eyes and how great I've been treated by the folks over at Whiting Clinic. Well, it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States and the trusted LASIK provider around these parts. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts that they are, they want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. For a limited time, mention my name and receive an additional $300 off your LASIK. That's $300 off Whiting Clinic's already low price for LASIK. Trust your eyes to Twin Cities LASIK experts. Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Visit whitingclinic.com or call 855-554-2020 and don't forget to tell them Tom sent you. Offer expires March 31st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers. So, passes. Huh? Oh, you have passes? Let's do some passes today. All right. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Chad Zumach in studio. He is at Rick Bronson's House Comedy tonight, 739.45. Tomorrow night, 7 to 9.30. And a Sunday show at 7 as well. Yes, I did hit the post. Thank you very much. <laughs> that was beautiful radio. I kind of had to speed it up at the end, though, Chad. That was kind of cheating. Yes, you did. You, I did. So. You were sounding like one of those guys who reads the uh, tag at the end. Oh, for uh, medications mm-hmm. on TV? <laughs> That's funny. My favorite. Three times faster. My favorite of all time was a, not, a stop smoking medication about 20, maybe even 25 years ago. And at the end, when the guy's talking really fast, it was, may cause death. <laughs> may cause death? <laughs> may cause death? You're going to just blow past that, are you? <laughs> okay, you know. Hey, speaking That's of death, so- I got some breaking news for you, Tom. What? Actor Jan Michael Vincent, dead. Uh-oh. Yeah, I saw that. That is not a surprise at all. It's so sad. That guy, you know who ruined his life? Him? <laughs> Robert Mitchum. Really? Great actor, Robert Mitchum. He got to know him. It was on uh, one of those, it had something to do with uh, the Air Force or World at War or something like that. But Jan Michael Vincent went to work with Robert Mitchum, and they're two very handsome guys, so they decided they were going to go out drinking every night and, you know, chasing women and all the rest of it. Once it was over, Jan, Jan Michael Vincent found he could not stop drinking, and it now has killed him. In a very, well, he can't be much more than about 60, is he? Yeah, I think he was 74, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Oh, he's that old? Yes. But he lived a long time for a guy who was a booze hound. He lost his leg because of drinking. He, he got Jesus. his leg amputated. Amputated. <laughs> That's how you say it in Did? Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Amputated. How do you I even... thought it was in Britain. <laughs> <laughs> how do you even drink that much? Like, oh Like, literally... I've never even heard of drinking so much that you lose your leg, but you're right. It, in 2014, uh, oh, he had peripheral artery disease, which means he probably smoked, too. Yeah. Yep, there you oh, go. Yeah. So uh, we're off to a good start in 2019. Is it going to be like yeah. 2016? You remember that year? Where it was well, consider just how many old celebrities <laughs> there are and what kind of lives they led. You know, I have a feeling in yeah. 2030, yeah, it's going to be like... Every five minutes, a new celebrity's dead. People are just going to be like, 
we can't even care about this anymore. And they're all going to be YouTube stars. Yeah, exactly. This asthma star is dead after overdosing. It's like, well, you got to think about it. All the celebrities that are passing on now are the ones that are big in the 70s and 80s where everybody smoked. Yep. Yeah. They all smoked. They all drank. They all heavily. did drugs. Yeah. All right, we'll do it in the in the movie trailer voice. The actual movie in which uh, Jan Michael starred with Robert Mitchum was The Winds of War. I remember that. That was the name. That was the name of the movie. Also, did you know he actually died a month ago? Oh, they're just releasing the news. Yes. <laughs> they just released it. Jan Michael Vincent, best known for playing the lead role in the 1980s CBS series Airwolf, died on February 10th after suffering cardiac arrest, according to a death certificate obtained by several outlets. <laughs> His death, first reported on TMZ, has only now come to light. Oh, my Aww, God. That's, that's sad. sad. <laughs> Take oh, your time. God, that's sad. Oh, God. Yeah, I heard Jan's dead. No, I haven't said a word about it. He can't. <laughs> Dylan from Battle 210 dies five minutes later. The right. world knows, and this guy takes a month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it takes a month. Oh, well, he is, he, ever, since, like, 1980, his life has been a mess. So people probably tried to forget. He probably tried to forget yeah, he I'm existed. Su- I'm surprised he made it to 74. I am, well, I am very too, surprised. Yeah. This guy was like the Brad Pitt of the 70s. He was like a sex he symbol. He was. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're absolutely Brad Pitt of seventies is a good a good description. Andy, would you look for uh, look for me and see when the uh, Winds of War came out? Because uh, you might be right about around 1980, Let's somewhere see. in there. But uh, 83, maybe it wasn't. Oh, 83. 83. So there yep. you go. That's where he met Robert Mitchum, and now they're both dead. I hope you're happy. Yeah. Robert. Let's see. His legal troubles started in. Oh God. <laughs> well, apparently he was into coke in the seventies. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, who wasn't? Yeah. But yeah, 84 and 85. Looks yeah. like he started drinking, yeah, in 84. Got an assault charge in 86. He went into rehab in 88. Didn't work. He got into three car crashes in the 90s. Damn. Gee, Ooh. I wonder why. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. drunk again okay. in 96. <laughs> yeah. He got in a fight? He, got, he assaulted someone? He got in multiple fights, but he was only arrested for one of them. Yeah, but he was about the size of a pepper shaker. Who the hell is he going to fight with? Well, here's the weird thing. He's a tiny guy. He got a felony assault charge in 86, but was acquitted after his attorney argued that the woman tripped over a telephone cord. Oh, Oh my God. It was women he was assaulting. Mm -hmm. Is that... Were all three of them women? Uh, He was only arrested for the first two, so we don't really have Oh, that's right. Only the first two? Yes. Oh, God. What a sad story! Oh my God! Speaking of another walls, guy that had it made, he was five ten, yeah. five foot ten. I just googled it. He was, yeah. Wow. Although Google me, I probably am six foot seven. So you know, <laughs> yep, yeah, six foot seven. Uh, Tom yeah. Bernard. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> yeah, there you go, looking at it as we speak. We're not always honest about that kind of thing. Like net worth, everyone's net worth is like eighty million dollars. <laughs> yeah, mine says it's one point six million. Yeah, it's pretty good. I saw Tom's too. What's one point six like, oh. million? My net worth. According to Google. Yeah. Mine is, mine is $2 million, apparently. I'm worth $2 million, but I don't know where they got that. I have no idea. It's been that. It's been that. I have not done a good job with the $2 because it's been $2 million now for about 40 years. So apparently I'm a really what bad is, investor. Uh, mine, mine just says, ha, ha, ha. And then, ha, ha, ha. Then black up, man. man right next to it. In Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You know, I would just like to point out that I'm very, very upset, and it's typical behavior of the people of my skin color Uh-oh. to not report their deaths for at least a month. So I'm very upset as well, a white man in America today. 
I didn't even know this, but Clark Gable's grandson was dead too. He died on February twenty second. No, was, that one I saw. That? Who is it? Who's Clark that? James Gable. <laughs> he was the host of you know that reality show Cheaters, where they oh, catch yeah. people. Yep, yeah, yep. he was the host of that, and he was uh, filming for the crime drama Sunset Dawn, and he was only thirty years old. Oh, the guy with the glasses. No, he doesn't have glasses. He's handsome though. But he, well, yeah, there, there's like, was good there's some him. people I didn't even realize that have passed away. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that. You know what I would have done, though, if I ever got a chance to interview him? I said, Clark, what is it, Clark what, Gable? James Clark Gable. James Clark Gable. Clark James. Clark James. Can we get it? He looks like his grandfather. <laughs> he really does. Yeah, he does. Does he really? Oh, yeah. Very handsome. I would have said, are you aware, Clark James Gable, that your grandfather, before he became an actor, was a male prostitute? <laughs> I wonder how he because he was. You knew that, right? But the, the Clark Gable was a gigolo. That's how he got his first break in Hollywood. Huh. But uh, do you think his grandson would have known that? He kind of looks like a 20s gigolo, though. <laughs> <laughs> He's got he that does, look to he? him. He does, and there's no question. Well, I want to. Uh, you guys talk amongst yourselves because I want to. I want to look at Clark James Gable, right. his, his handsome face. That's well, we ahead. were talking about Airwolf, and yeah. speaking of airwolves, uh, in Canada they just airdropped four wolves onto an island so they could kill all the moose there. Really? It's a very oh Canadian God. thing to do. <laughs> so they're o- overpopulated and in- too many moose. So they airdropped four wolves on there, and now the wolves are just going to town. Wow. Well, there you I go. Suppose, yeah. Wow. They're airwolves. I wouldn't. <laughs> they are airwolves. You're right. They're airwolves. How did you Very find good. this? Because you typed in airwolves? Somebody got a rank shot that. <laughs> no, it was just a pure coincidence. It's a story that's on today. Okay, I'm not going to be too uh, too harsh about this, but maybe Clark James Gable, Gable had it coming. Oh, <laughs> why is that? You know what his child? It says he has one child. You know the child's name? Uh oh. Shore Gable. Shore. Oh boy. Shore. S H O R E. Shore Gable. Why did they okay. do that? Celebrities. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. It's like why ruin your kid's life like that? The only way that ever worked is when the disc jockey on WKRP's name was Venus Flytrap. <laughs> that works for me. You go with the natural name, but, you know, Venus Flytrap. Uh, yeah, he is a handsome guy. You're right. Uh, he, I, I don't know, just Gable is the grandson of actor Clark Gable, son of John Clark Gable. And I like this. And the younger brother of actress Kaylee Gable. Who the hell is Kaylee Gable? I never even heard of her. <laughs> When you're the brother of and nobody knows who she is, you got problems. How true? I wonder why that is. I wonder why, why do you think it is that people with that that famous name and he is a <laughs> handsome guy. I'm assuming he could, you know, he's as good as some. He's got to be as good as Chris Pratt. I mean, that guy can't act at all. Well, <laughs> so, I, apparently, odd names run in the family because Kaylee Gable's oh, really? uncle is named Bunker Spreckles. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Okay. Well, Beverly Hillbilly. <laughs> That sounds like an alias. It does. It sounds like he fled to the deep south, and he's like, oh, yeah, Bunker Spreckles. Oh, no wonder. His real name is Adolf. Oh, God. I'd go by anything but Adolf, too. Spreckles. My name is Adolf Cable. Adolf Cable. That's my name. Adolf Spreckles, the third. Let me see your Spreckles. Spreckles. 
How did you know my spreckle was hanging out? <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, so wait a minute. His actual last name was Spreckles? Yes. And he was the third so was of Adolf the Adolf Spreckles. Spreckles. <laughs> third Adolf Spreckle. Uh, Clark okay, Gable was good. his stepfather. So. Oh, so it's a fake deal. I guess. Do you think there's a kid? It's a fake deal. Kid named Adolf these days anywhere? I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> that name is ruined forever. I will tell you this though. I'm it's, just telling you flat might out. might be Jewish. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably not. Um, when I was a kid, my my grandmother's brothers, my grandma Minnie was uh, was born in Germany, and she had twin brothers, and their names were Avalt and Adolf. Oh. And I remember as a kid, I'm going, wasn't there another guy named Adolf that was kind of crabby like you are? And he did not see any humor in that at all. He did not. I was a little kid, like seven years old, and I did a, told him a joke, and he's like, Ich bin ein Berliner. Is that the, the guy said, that made, made the comment about doing something to your grave? Or No, that was my grandfather. Oh, okay. Uh, my grandfather came to my house, uh, Chad, for my 16th birthday, and by coincidence, he was... Uh, about to turn 76, so he was 60 years older than me. Um, so he's at my birthday party, and we're having fun and laughing and joking all the rest of it. And he got, I said, so, Grandpa, how's it feel to be 76? And he said, I'll dance on your grave. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what? Okay, Grandpa. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You're not too German there, are you? <laughs> um <laughs> He actually said that to me on my 16th birthday. That he was going to dance on my grave. Happy birthday. Oh, God, yeah. Just a happy existence is what that was. Now, he was, here's a guy, Chad, was about five foot two, and he got arrested when he was about 75 for assault. Oh, that's little he man syndrome. Picked, well, you got that right. He, yeah, he apparently picked a fist fight with a guy on, on 15th in Chicago in Minneapolis. I'm like, Okay, well, whatever. He lived to be 92 or 4 or something like that, too. He lived for it, drank like a wow. fish. And he lived to be 92 or 94 years old. old. But he was a little guy. Little people tend to live longer than, than big people. That's true. There's no question. And a lot longer than people on my 600-pound life. I know that. <laughs> but anyway. That's funny. Did you, um, did you hear about your friend who turned 99? Who, Sydney? He turns mm-hmm. 99 at the end of the month. Right. He was stuck on the elevator for an hour and a half yesterday. The other day. Sydney? <laughs> yes. He's 99 years old, for God's sake. What did they do? Royce just said he was stuck on an elevator and he was fine. <laughs> did he know he was on an elevator? <laughs> you know, somebody wrote that in the comments. Uh, I know. I know they did. Well, well, you have to remember, I ran into Sid, because I've known, Chad, that Sid Hartman is a legendary uh, newspaper columnist. In the Twin Cities, he's been on CCO Radio forever, does appearances on TV, and he, he's going to turn 99 in a couple of weeks. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty amazing story, but I ran into him about six months ago. I was sitting in a restaurant in downtown Minneapolis, and Sydney walks up to me, he starts talking to me, and I, so I look up, and hey, Sydney. I realized he had no idea who I was. He was just talking to a total stranger. Oh, man. It was, it was very sad. It was very sad, actually. Well, he still calls me that black kid from St. Louis, so he remembers something. <laughs> no, that's me. I thought it was me that did that. <laughs> no, it's him. He remembers something. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, su- I suppose he does. This is a guy, though, because uh, we have to take a break in a second, but Chad Zumach, I will tell you, Sydney's greatest quote of all time, the Gund brothers were from Cleveland. Yes, Gordon Gund. They own the... Yeah, Gordon Gunn and uh, what's the other one? George Gunn? Yes. Uh, George and Gordon or 
Yeah, I think that's right. Gordon was blind. Go- yes. Gordon was blind, and that actually enters into this story. I hear Sidney one time. He's on television and radio at the same time. He's, they're talking about the Gun Brothers, who then owned the Minnesota North Stars. They came from the, the Cleveland Barons and the North Stars, I think, kind of folded into one unit. Yes. So they were in, <laughs> and he goes, he talked like this, our leadoff man, uh, Gordon Gunn, unbelievable, doing a great job. Let me just tell you people something out here. Take a look at this man, because Gordon Gunn might be blind, but he's not stupid. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What do you mean he's not, well, how stupid are you to go blind? <laughs> what? Okay, we'll be right back, Tom Bernard, you? Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Tom Bernard here. Hey, let me ask you, do you know me because you recognize my voice or my face? Good question, isn't it? Let me ask you another one. What do you think when I say priority courier experts? Do you know them because you recognize their trucks or do you know them by their name? Well, let me tell you something you might not know about my friends at Priority. 485 local drivers, 85 office staff, 37 million deliveries since 1997 and an opportunity for you to join their company. Drivers, you can join the fleet in your own vehicle or lease to own one of theirs. Or you can join the office staff and earn the most respectable pay in the business with 15 days off in your first year. Medical, dental, matching 401k, and a genuine chance for advancement. Just ask Ryan, who started as a driver and is now dispatch manager. Over 5,000 Minnesota companies rely on priority. Because every time you call us, we deliver. Join the team today at Priority.com. That's Priority.com. <laughs> Let's dance with I, Chad Zuma. I guess this is for your, uh, what was it, your uncle? Who would dance on your No, 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 it was my grandfather. <laughs> your grandfather. My grandfather was going to dance on my grave. Yeah, who's dancing now, bitch? <laughs> yeah. Wow, That's nice comment. To say to you. <laughs> well, it's true. I could call my grandfather a bitch, can't I? Yeah. Just means he's a dog. That's all it means. Uh, but yeah, I hated that son of a bitch. Or whatever I want about it. <laughs> Tell us something we don't know. <laughs> well, that's true. That's a very, very good point. Ladies and gentlemen, Chad Zumach with us. He is at Rick Bronson's House Comedy tonight, 7.30, 9.45, Saturday, 7 to 9.30, and Sunday at 7 o'clock as well. And uh, from Cleveland, Ohio, a place where, when I was a young man, the Cuyahoga River caught fire. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite stories. <laughs> I heard about that. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people think it's fake, but uh, no, it's true. the river was so polluted with chemicals from one of the factories or something like that. <laughs> That's yeah. how dumb we were. We would throw garbage in the lake. That's how, <laughs> like a landfill. <laughs> I think a lot of people in the Eastern Hemisphere still do that. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, you know. But it still has one of the best bar restaurants in the country. Tilted kilt. Yes, the tilted. It's no kilt. longer there. That, that, it's not. It's no. gone now. Gone. It's uh, there, it, it there was in a Florida chain. now. I think. Yeah, they were a chain. Yeah, 
Yeah, yep. I remember there's one in Clearwater, Florida, but they closed down. Yeah, I was just. Uh, I think there's still there's still one in Baton Rouge, I think. And there's one in uh, Indi- not Baton Rouge, and never mind. JB JB show. Here we go. go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's all right. I just it, there's one in Boca Raton. That's where it is. No, I was going to say I think there's one in Indianapolis. Well. So, no, the one in Cleveland, though, is the one that you liked, or do you just like the tilted kilt? Anyway. I just like the tilted, the, the whole concept of it. Because what a lot of. The flat skirts that you liked, or was it the. the which one, what part <laughs> yeah, was it? Exactly. But I like how you named a chain restaurant. It's like they, they got a great Walmart, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was the fact it was, it was an equal opportunity. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because they, they had guys in skirt for the women. Mm. Yeah, and tight T-shirts. If you ever go to Cleveland, try Burger King. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. He wasn't to say that either. (laughs) Hey, hey, Tom. Did you hear the good news? What? What is it? They are building a Portillo's in Apple Valley. That's awesome. I am so. Well, that's not really good news for me. The other one's closer. I know. (laughs) All about you. (laughs) Well, you could drive out to this one now. So so why don't you just have... go to Iowa? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but I'm excited. That's nice. I, you, you, Chad, you know about Portillo's based in Chicago? Oh, every time I go to Chicago, I get a Portillo's hot dog. It's delicious. Amazing. Yep, they are. They're really, really, the ones up here are really, really good, too. Just really good, good stuff that, you know, what's amazing about that, though. Those restaurants, you're, everyone's eating vegan now and everyone's a vegetarian. Why is it that all these chains like... Uh, Oh, Steak and Shake and uh, Shake Shack and Portillo's are blowing up everywhere because they can't keep people out of places. <laughs> but everyone's apparently eating healthy now. Could you consider a Portillo's hamburger, french fries, or hot dog to be healthy food? Well, it de- depends, depends on how it's, well, it depends on well, how it's prepared and how, what it's cooked uh, it's in. That's true, yes. But yes. You, you can have a healthy hot dog no, or hamburger. Can. You know, and French fries are not that bad for you if you no. don't eat a ton of them. That's good. It'll all work out in the but end. Also they have Five Guys, another one, you know. They also have really wonderful salads. I had one. Where? At Portillo's. They do? They what sure a waste do. of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, well, my situation, well, I have to have salad. I can't I have a hot dog. I understand. <laughs> but I, I, had a, I had a Greek salad, and it was, it was great. Mm-hmm. It was huge. Yeah, their food. There great. was chicken yeah. all over, like Kalamata olives, cheese. It was wonderful. I just it would, is. Yeah. I would just like to try, and I hear people talk about it. Their cake shake. Oh yes. Oh it's... God, it's good. Oh. <laughs> That's Dave Dave Schrader's fault. It's his fault, a hundred percent. We went to Portillo's. He goes, "Hey Tom, you should have a chocolate cake shake." I'm like, "What?" It was phenomenal. But I think one shake had about fifteen thousand calories. I know, right? Oh, it, it was man. so funny yesterday. Dave woke up from his procedure and he asked me if they built the port. That's what he did. They build the portillos yet? Is it open? I'm like, Dave, <laughs> no. You've been out for a half an hour. Oh, wow. oh god! Did they build the portillos? Leave it up to him. Is it open yet? This segment of the Tom Bernard Show is sponsored by Portellos. <laughs> Portellos, ladies and gentlemen. The other one, I, you know, Melissa's uh, is talking about, you know, watching what she eats and all that stuff, and I just went, I lost 92 and a half pounds in the last year. Wow. Uh, by, by watching what, the only problem with that is if, if you are going to look at how many calories something has or, you know, any of the counts, right? 
Did you know that the uh, the meat pizza at Costco has five thousand calories? <laughs> Jesus! Oh my God! Wow! Five? I think forty five hundred if you don't get one of the items. <laughs> Holy! I mean, they're, they're huge pizzas. They are big, but five thousand calories for a pizza? The, uh, Man! Yeah, that's a lot. That's why right now we make our own. Mm-hmm. We the make cap- our own at Caribou. If you get a large one, it's like twelve hundred calories. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's insane. What is it? The campfire mocha at Caribou, <laughs> a largest twelve hundred calories. Twelve hundred calories for a cup of coffee. Yep. For a cup of coffee. Okay, well, it all works it's out. Because it's because it's very pumped full of sugar. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so yeah, good. I know. <laughs> but it's so good. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the problem with like. Well, remember, what was that guy's Tony Mandrich? Was it Tony Mandrich? Yes. Like 15,000 calories a day? Yes. Seems like too much. 15,000. On top of the steroids he was taking. Oh, yeah. That's what juice. did you say, Andy? So that sounds like you too many. Too many. <laughs> uh, Fifteen thousand. Well, all he did was he had a he had a uh, Costco pizza for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. So he got his fifteen thousand calories in. Jesus. Holy God! You remember but seriously? Sports Illustrated followed him around yeah. when he grocery yeah. shopped. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I do remember that, and had a zero career. Right. His pref- professional career was nothing. I don't he, know what happened to him, but he was just like him and. Um, uh, the linebacker from Oklahoma. Um, God. Linebacker from Oklahoma. Yeah. Boz, the Boz. Oh, yeah, Boz. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Bosworth. Brian Bosworth. Yeah. He got played run- for Seattle for like a half an hour, didn't well, he? Well, he got run over. You remember when he got run over by uh, Bo Jackson? His career just yes. went downhill from there. I, I do remember when that <laughs> happened, absolutely. You know, you think of all those guys, like, uh, what was that, uh, Marcus Dupree. Remember a great yep. running back, 245 pounds, 6'3", Marcus Dupree. He went home. They, again, Sports Illustrated's following the guy around. Chad, are you a, are you a Browns fan? Yeah, and I'm excited. We won games yeah, this year. <laughs> yeah, you won games this year, which is fantastic. But Marcus Dupree, Sports Illustrated, follows him to his house, and his mama's there. She goes, Marcus, honey, I got lunch ready. Six chickens. <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. he, he basically ate himself out of college. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and then absolutely. ate himself out of pro football. Didn't he play in the USFL for Donald Trump? Yes. I thought so. I thought he did. John Barron. Excuse me. It wasn't Donald Trump. It was John Barron. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, right. Whatever you say. So have you always been a, a Browns fan? Yeah, yeah, since I can remember. I was just in Denver, and every time I go there, I, I still have the – the, the, the horror of John Elway in the fumble, the drive. Oh, it still haunts God. me to this day. You know, I made 20, I understand. I made 20 bucks that day. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> it ruined my childhood. <laughs> I had two college go. roommates who knew I was a novice better. Yeah. And they were like, we'll give you how many points and... And you can have the Broncos. And it's like, okay. Because I was a John Elway fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when they scored, when when the Broncos scored the touchdown, they both balled up their $10 bills and threw them in my face. Yeah. I was like, thanks. Well, John Elway's... Why would they get mad? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't taunt them or anything. They just got... They lost and they got mad. John Elway actually has restaurants in Denver. So this is how yep. I get back yep. at them. What I do is I go there and I dine and dash. 
<laughs> Just to pay him back. Steakhouse called like Elway's. That. That's a good call. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I have a friend. Now, John Elway's worth well over $100 million. I, I, I don't remember what it is, but he's worth a ton of dough. And a friend of mine played in a, a foursome. With he and John Elway were partners, and the other two guys were partners, and they gambled. And Elway and, and my friend won. And the guy said, "Oh, you know, I'll I'll catch up with you. I didn't bring you know cash with me." And I'll, he goes, "No, that's all right. I'll follow you to the bank." Hmm. Elway would not take an "I'll see you tomorrow." He followed him to the bank and had the guy withdraw the money from the bank to give to him. Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> How great is that, though? Well, I suppose a lot of people are always rich. I'll just tell oh, them yeah, I'll pay totally him and I'll right. never see him again. So he was right. It was right to do it. Uh, let me check that out. You guys schmooze. I'm going to see how much dough Elway <laughs> actually has. And this is not all that accurate, but it'll be in the ballpark anyway, right? I would think. But he's floundering as a uh, chief executive of a pro football oh, team. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. Not doing well? He, well, the one position he can't draft is quarterback, believe it or not. Ever since Peyton Manning. Yeah, why? You're right. Yeah. And even before Peyton Man- Manning, he just could not – he can't figure out a quarterback. They just they just took the guy from Baltimore. Well, they had Tebow before Manning, right? Right. And, yep. I, and yep. they just got rid of Tebow. And then, right. Yeah. I mean, he won a Super Bowl. That, that poor guy. I, I feel so bad for Tebow. <laughs> I don't. I, I used I, to. I, 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 I used just, to. Give the guy a break. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, well the back problem up. with Tebow is I just don't want to hear how he's a virgin at 75 years right. old. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. I know. I know he's a virgin. You don't need to tell me again. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say that he just, you know, he almost puts it in your face like I'm better than you. And that's what bothers me. You can be hyper-religious and all that stuff. Just don't come off as no, I get what I'm saying. better than you. Because I'm religious. That bothers me. Don't you yeah. want that in a leader, yeah, though? Yeah, I know. Like, a, your leader to be arrogant and a guy who you want to... No. No. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. No. I was just... I don't know why I'm trying to sell Tebow. It's not a chance in hell. <laughs> no, I don't. If Rick Bronson was no. like that, I wouldn't be working for him. <laughs> now, think about that. I'm not working for you. Uh, by the way, I was off only by $50 million. He's worth $150 million. Pretty good. But I don't blame him. Follow him to the bank, because otherwise you'll never see the money. You guys want to want to gamble? He's got to pay his debts, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That makes sense. You want to gamble, then pay up, bitch. Oh, wait a minute, that's safe my grandfather. I forgot. Uh, but in any case, no. I, Cleveland and, and Minnesota, as far as sports are concerned, are very much alike in that our football team, well, actually the NFL championship won by uh, by Cleveland in all of the uh, James Brown years. I mean, geez, Jim Brown was just, you talk about carrying the entire league on his back. Mm-hmm. And that was all at Cleveland. Well, I think one year he spent with Cincinnati, but that was at the very end or something. I don't, I'm not sure of that. But Minnesota's the same way. After it became the Super Bowl, Minnesota could not win the world championship. It, you know, it's been, what, 1961, right? Yeah. So 50, 58 years. 58 years wow. and they have not won a Super Bowl. <laughs> Cleveland in that same amount of time has not won a Super Bowl either. Uh, you know, there are, there are teams. You got you got Buffalo, you got Cleveland, you got Minneapolis, St. Paul. There's kind of a line you can draw right across the northern part of the United States until you get to, uh, I suppose, until you get to Seattle because right. they won the Super Bowl. But I don't know, man. It, it's just, but the baseball teams are always pretty good. The, the Indians, are you an Indians fan as well? I'm, I'm across the board. Indians, Browns, yeah, Cavs. Me too. 
And yep. honestly, now that the Chicago Cubs beat the Indians in the World Series, we're, I think we're the most losingest franchise, <laughs> major league franchise now. I think you are. Yeah. It, in the World Series? I, I think, think so. 50s, wasn't it? 46, if I'm not mistaken, if you want to fact check it. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the Cubs, it was like 1901 or something. Yeah. It was way way back there. I don't know, man. And I was living in Cleveland at the time, and I remember the Indians fans were selling their tickets to Chicago fans, so it was almost like a home field advantage because six months prior, we just won the NBA championship, so we were still celebrating that. We didn't care. Right. No, it's true. You're absolutely right. But, uh, hey, you talk about some great baseball players when I was a kid, man. Uh, Detroit, Cleveland, you know, that, that whole area. Great baseball players, wonderfully competitive uh, baseball, and, and it should be this this year. I would guess the Twins and and the Indians probably be shoulder yeah. to shoulder. I would think the Indians are picked first, and the Twins are picked second in the Central. But right. only right. to win eighty two games for the Twins. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought they had them up in the upper eighties. No, nope. because that's all it takes to win the World Series. Got to get in the upper eighties. Eighty two. Right. Yeah. 82. Ah, damn it. Tom, do you still got your twins hookup? Don't you have, like, a hookup down there for tickets? Well, it all depends on who you talk to because the management hates my guts. The ownership hates my guts, but the management likes me. You know, they don't like it when I say things like, listen, you billionaire bastards, why don't you spend a little money on your baseball team? They don't like hearing that from me. They did this year. They did this year. They did spend money this year. They, Mm -hmm. They did. And I've seen some encouraging things. Ladies and gentlemen, Chad Zumaki is at the House of Comedy tonight, 7.30 and 9.45. Tomorrow night, 7 and 9.30. And Sunday at 7, Chad, always a pleasure. And I'll be, uh, we'll be shoulder to shoulder with the Indians and the Twins this year. The Indians, Twins, Twins, Indians. We'll yeah. see what happens. Well, I still got your number. I'll text you. I'm in Minnesota so you can hook it up. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, that's not a problem at all. We'll take care of it. Awesome. Uh, I, I don't think you want to go to a game tonight, however. No, no. It's an outdoor stadium. <laughs> <laughs> right. Bring a shovel. We'll be back. Tom. We'll be back, Tom Bernard. Show.